0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the New Destiny Podcast Season Two. I have with me K culture, K drama, K pop, uh, K beauty writer Rachel Lovett. Hi, Rachel. Thanks nice for joining me. Hi. She's based out in the uh, West Coast, and super excited we got to know each other through, of course, social media, Instagram. But you get very close to people who are other K culture fans, you know, and talking about it, and, and especially talking about K dramas, which we're going to touch on, but. I got to know her through that through other friends um, in the K-drama world. So welcome, Rachel. So glad to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, and I love that. First of all, I'm kind of jealous of your job writing about K-dramas, K-pop, K-beauty. That's so much fun. So we'll have to talk about how you got into that. But first things first, I always like to know your journey into the K-drama space or even K-pop space. What did that look like for you? When did it all start?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, So... It feels like so long ago when you're like oh yeah you know like 2019 it feels like a decade ago <laughs> yeah. considering yeah. everything that's going on um but mm-hmm. in 2018, I worked at a pop culture museum in Seattle and we had like this big IMAX screen um, as part of uh the museum and I just happened to be walking by one day to go take photos of one of the exhibit and it was BTS's fake love but it was right where they like shift um and the music changes and the water comes rushing down besides Jimin. And I was just like, what is this? Like totally mesmerized. And so my coworker, who's like a huge BTS Army fan, like, oh my gosh, super fan. She was like, mm-hmm. hey, you don't know what this is? And I was like, oh no. And so then she introduced me and obviously fell down the K-pop rabbit hole. Um, well, that's good that about- she didn't like uh, get mad at you. You don't know who BTS is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they get like that, but anyway. Yes. Cool.
1: Um, it's so funny, but I fell down the rabbit hole. And then from there, like obviously got to know like the the Wooga squad from uh, Sojun and Park. Um, I'm like, oh, everybody. And so from there, uh-huh. I was like, my first K drama was in a one class, obviously, <laughs> because of Tae best friend. And of course, from there, it just, you know, once you get that one K drama under your belt, you're like, I don't, it's like a hunger or thirst where you need to watch more and consume more. Sure. And you just become like an avid consumer.
0: That, that's, that's funny, isn't I mean, so each one class makes sense because of that Uga squad. But then I thought it was interesting that you didn't watch, um, maybe watch now, Huadong. Okay, because I was like, you got to watch hot on because they're all in that practically, right? Or a few of them, yes, missing, but, um, well, super cool. So that's so pretty new, but then yeah, to, you know, you're right, 2019 seems like a long time ago, and um, but you got into it, it sounds like through BTS, and then yes, you kind of went down that rabbit hole. So tell me about so since then, can you count how many k dramas you've seen, or oh yeah, like you have a, yeah, I know, is it like a hundred or 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 better yet, in the last year during the pandemic, what are the ones, this is a little easier for you to answer then, what are the ones that have really stood out to you? Aside from your first one, which always stands out to people.
1: Gosh, um, there's so many that stood out to me, um, especially once Netflix really, like Netflix Korea started pumping out all of like, what was it, like mid 2020, where they were just, Mm -hmm. everything was just super on point. Yeah. Um, I think... Record of Youth stood out to me just because it was like a, such a cute like underdog story and I have a background in fashion so I really felt compelled mm-hmm. into that um, as well as um, It's Okay Not to Be Okay.
0: Oh the oh fashion there. I mean hello.
1: <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. all of the fashion oh my gosh. Um, what else? I watched Goblin and W and just mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more drawn to like underdog stories or like very like aesthetically pleasing and very like artistic, whether it's, you know, the writing or kind of the storyline or the fashion. I'm very like into like all aspects of it. Yeah. And I think have you mentioned
0: that before, underdog stories. So what do you why do you think that is? And I guess give me a couple of your favorite underdog stories. Because I feel like there's always an underdog in any K drama, but then you have specifics I know.
1: Um gosh. I think I like underdog stories just because I feel like they're very motivating and they're very positive, um, in the okay. sense that like, I mean, it one class, <laughs> everything and anything ha- that happened was thrown at him from, um, you know, being wrongfully accused to sitting in prison. And it was like a revenge story, but it hinged on him being very, like growth oriented and very positive. And I really loved that about that. And then kind of creating your own found family where, you know, not everything is, you know rainbows and sunshine and that's okay. And you can find people who you can lean on and who can lean on you. And I really loved that about that story, um, especially. Uh, And then I loved, um, gosh, uh, i'm probably gonna say their name wrong uh
0: nav nav oh, yeah, yeah yeah that Ooh, one, i love nav too i mean i love all the ones you're mentioning but yes that one i think i cried every episode i don't know why yes
1: <laughs> it was like just i don't know for that one it was such an underdog story for both um song kang's character yeah. and the other one too because yeah. i mean 23 year old and a 70 year old like yeah. such an age gap but it was just so beautifully told and how they both kind of overcame, uh, well, Song King, <laughs> his inner demons uh, to mm-hmm. succeed and then kind of leaned into each other where it was just super heartwarming and you learned a lot of life lessons from it, it when you weren't crying a bunch. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: Uh, it, it's so funny that, um, there, and I shared this with you before, but a couple of times when people mentioned K dramas, of course, like. I, we i would love to watch every drama under the sun but it's just hard to right with all the time the, oh, yeah. the limited time we have but Navalero was one of those i watched after it was done and you know when you don't expect to enjoy something so much you end up loving it so much so i remember someone saying watch Navalero," and i'll be honest I was, I was like okay so like an elderly man gallaying?" what i mean i was just kind of like that was my initial <laughs> expression and then of course um songgang i mean i like him but i wasn't like well hmm, all right but then i guess one day i watch the first episode and then you're like crying in the first episode because you're just touched by the storyline and then you want to see what happens and then just watching him perform i mean that is a true underdog story i mean see, i'm even thinking a 70 year old choosing to well fighting through i'm probably giving you spoilers but fighting through an illness or you know trying to manage that and then it coming back and then being able to do his life his life stream. you know what i mean so I hear that. Yeah. so that was a yeah and it was a Very mental health boost for me. I cried my way through it.
1: I did too. My friends and I uh, watched it together. We did like a YouTube watch party and every, or like a Netflix watch party and every episode, she was like, I don't know. Can we only just watch one today? Cause we would be like, oh yeah, let's totally watch two. And we'd get like halfway through one and we're like, okay, we're calling it after this. And then we would hop on, you know, go watch something happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was definitely, it had like some, what was it? Not heavy, but you know what I mean. There was a lot of emotion to it. So that said, you said something interesting. I thought it was super cool. You had a Netflix watch party. So your friends are also into K-dramas. Now, did you get them into K-dramas?
1: Um, I've gotten a couple of friends into K-dramas, um, notably Squid Games. <laughs> your yeah. Squid Game, a lot of people have dived into that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we actually met, of course, um, on Instagram (laughs) uh, through K-pop and then just started, you know, talking about our interests outside of K-pop and then uh, decided that we should start hanging out and having like Netflix watch parties for K-dramas.
0: I love that. And you know what I love more is just uh, just how your the the energy and the excitement of your love for K-dramas and K-pop spreads to friends. So that said, out of I guess the K-dramas you've watched we know the underdog stories and how you how they touch you how has how have they helped you with your own mental health your well-being because you know that's what I do right
1: <laughs> I feel like all of the underdog stories whether it's you know a happy one or a sad one I feel I don't know like a sense of motivation afterwards like depending on you know what the story is whether it's you know chasing your dreams and not giving up on that or um I mean, we'll talk about it later, but like in a search where, you know, you leave a a bad situation and go to something else um, and just kind of being able to reflect on that on yourself and being like, okay, they went through that and I feel something similar. So maybe I can come together and, you know, get over that um, or get past whatever that mental health issue is um, and find motivation. Um, I feel like without K-dramas, especially during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. I could have been in like a mental health dark hole just because a lot of TV was pushing out sad stuff or, you know, stuff that was like emotionally heavy or you're like, I'm living through this. I don't need to be reminded of it on a show I'm watching. So K-dramas were like a good escape and kind of helped me keep my head above water during all of that and then find friends as well.
0: That's super cool. Um, so talking about just how it helped you, I guess, get through the pandemic, which I've heard a lot. What, what is it about the K-Dramas? And you can even talk about your favorites and, and then kind of break it down. Like for instance, what is it like maybe a scene or a theme that touches you, that helps you through that or
1: motivates
0: um, you? Wow. <laughs> I know, um, Let's
1: see, first search, I think the scene and it was like immediately got me into the show was when Um, Faye to me is on the witness stand and she's basically being thrown under the bus kind of to own up to everything that her job was doing. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I felt like I was in her shoes and like certain jobs in the past where like, you know, everything doesn't go right or whatever, but she just decided to like save herself and that moment of like, you know, doing what was right for her and owning up to whatever you know the secrets were where they were wiping the search terms and you know changing them and being a little you know not honest (laughs) Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um that for me and then um the character Charlotte and just how, how strong she is um and just watching how strong she was and how the three main women came together and kind of forged a friendship and had like that fierce fierce kind of lady friendship where they support each other and they're there for each other even though they're kind of going through their own stuff um mm-hmm. that really motivated me and kind of made me realize that as an adult it is hard especially an adult female to find friends and so if you know these k drama characters obviously it's a story but if these women can find it um, and get through these situations I can. Um, and that really, I don't know, made a soft spot in my heart and in <laughs> K-dramas moving forward.
0: No, I love that you said that. Like, I got touched by that because it is, it's not easy to make friends, let alone in the pandemic when we're already isolated. And then, but you did point out several times now that you have made friends through K-dramas. Let's, without talking about them too much, but let's talk about um, how you found them and what that was like to develop this new community for you.
1: Um, gosh, I, I feel like we kind of found each other, (laughs) um, on Instagram, of course. Yeah. Um, Gotta love Instagram, right? Right. It is a great space, um, Mm -hmm. for randomly finding friends who would have thought, um, but I write for, um, Bina's blog, BinaHearts.com. Um, and so, uh, I list my Instagram handle on there and, you know, I occasionally get followers, um, but I think it was probably within like the last, you know, eight months, people were actually DMing me where they had read, you know, something I had wrote on her website and were like, hey, you know, I love your viewpoints on this. And it became kind of like a cool, thanks. Um, you know, kind of how do I foster this relationship more? Um, but now it's like a constant conversation stream where um they're constantly like, hey, did you watch this drama yet? Um, and just, you know, sliding into my DMs. And it's more of like a friendship that we've fostered um because they found me out through my writing, which is rewarding to me because I I write because I enjoy it, but it's nice that I found you know, fans, and then turn them into friends um, who I can, you know, have watch parties with, discuss K-dramas, K-pop, whatever. It is.
0: That's so cool. I didn't even know you wrote for Bina's blog. I think I found you through the community in general, but that's super cool. So then how did you get involved with that and writing for K-pop or K-drama specifically?
1: Um, I, as any fan knows, like Soompi is like one of the best, better sites to get all of your, news I guess um and so she was always one of my favorite writers for any time that she wrote uh I was always like anytime I'd read an article and I'd be like oh of course it's Vina of course like um and so I started following on her on Instagram and wow now it's been a year like a year ago she had put out um, a thing that she was looking for writers for her blog and I reached out and I never reach out because I'm wow. like shy, but he reached yeah. out and she was like, yeah, cool. And I've been writing her for her for gosh, I can't believe it's been a year now.
0: I did not know that. That's super cool. Like I'm going to have to read those blogs. I just know you're, I just follow you, but I didn't realize exactly where I, this is why I love knowing doing this, you know, discovering more, but I want to, and I'm going to ask you more about this, but when people are DMing you, what are some of the things that have spoken and resonated with them? Because obviously it came from you personally as you're writing. What are some of those themes?
1: Um, That they, what I wrote really touched them. Um, The one that stands out to me is one of my friends. uh, She's like an ER nurse in Boston. Uh, And she wrote me and she was like, you know, I look forward to your pieces when they go live every week. Like it's a highlight of my day when I get that notification where there's like a new post on Dina's blog because I really enjoy the way that you write. It's kind of like you're you're candid, but you're talking to your your best friend. Where I have a, a personability in my writing, um, mm-hmm. where it's not like I'm telling you, telling you you know spoilers or what to think. I'm just like, here's how this K drama touched me, or here's why this K-pop song you know resonated with me, um, and kind of let them deduce their own opinions after that. Um, so it's really nice that people have found. I guess solace in my my writing and the way that I write.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I mean, I think it's exactly why we resonate with all of this, right? It, how it resonates with us. So then, what are your top favorites? I mean, I know I'm, your list might be big, but what are your like top five favorite? Oh uh, gosh, is?
1: my top five would have to be True Beauty because oh my gosh, the character Han So Jun is my favorite.
0: Uh, I know. <laughs> it's one of those devastating things, you know, <laughs> the- I know, so- right. It's like you, whatever. Yeah. They do it so well. Those K-dramas with the second lead. They
1: do. It was just so cute. And I still can't believe that he was 30 when that film. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That- I think you're right. Um, I think they are they all, I mean, she, Moon Guy Young was definitely younger, but she's still in their They're still in their mid twenties.
1: Yeah. All of them. But-
0: so, you know, they all look younger, but yes, of he course. was a, he it's, was a great, it's
1: crazy insane to me. I love him. Um, I love W because it's so imaginative, mm-hmm. imaginative for a fantasy type of drama. Like I never thought I would enjoy like a two-dimensional type of world, but I, ugh, I've, I've yeah. seen it like four times since. Wow, <laughs> because no, I love, I, like I, love so I love the actors.
0: I love the actors. Yeah. Oh, um, you mentioned Search W.W. I, I know that's one of your favorites, right?
1: Yes, um, Descendants of the Sun. Oh, of course, it's a classic. Yes, everybody loves Descendants of the Sun. Um, And then, gosh, what would be my last one? I would probably say, oh my gosh, people are probably gonna, Goblin, just because I love um, the characters of- But why would people, oh my gosh, Goblin's like a classic. I know, just because it doesn't seem like something I'd watch. (laughs) Oh, oh. Um, Just because it's just- for me, it took me forever. Like I, my friend made me watch it. <laughs> just because well, I was did very resistant. Watch it? Yeah. What? Why'd you resist it? I have no idea. I have no idea oh, no. why I was resisting it. I just, I don't know. I think I didn't really find like the trailers appealing and then just everything that was written about it. I was like, ah, I feel like I've watched this before but mm. then I watched
0: it. <laughs> I know. Um I'll be honest, I did not it was a 2016 K drama so I probably watched it 2018. Uh but I'd heard about it cuz it was all the rage when it came out but I was like but the name in itself goblin I was like what like what that's not a K drama that's like a whatever. You know? <laughs> know? But yeah, what when you're watching it like the first maybe the first 45 minutes gripped me and I was like oh my gosh this is why people loved it so much. Yes. But yeah, that's another underdog like you, yeah, totally. I mean, um Kim I, thought, I can't remember her name, but, um, just in general, I just thought that was so well done. Okay. So yeah, you did not name top five now out of the, okay. Especially out of the ones that you felt you, you really identified with, is there a particular one It doesn't have to be the top five too, that really, I guess, helped you with your own mental health. You know, even if you rewatch going, this is why I watch this, it cheers me up or it really gets me out of this funk because you, that word you've used.
1: I would say, it's like a two-part question. <laughs> yeah for me, I love obviously search uh, because it's like female leads, female empowerment. So, like I just love that the guys are background characters too, and but they still have depth. Um, yeah. it's just it's uh, it's just a great drama to me. and then I was I get stuck on when you know when you find an actor that you mm-hmm. really like or you watch one drama with the actor and then you're yes. like, what else did they make? And so you just exactly. go on like a binge of theirs. Which one, Changyong? Um, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. totally. I'm sure you've seen them all now because yeah. yeah, they're all out, yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, oh, my but life. I would say that my other one, that I don't know if it cheers me up per se, mm-hmm. but it's just really eye-opening is Love Alarm. Interesting. Okay, I did see both of them.
0: I think the second one to me was better, but that's my opinion. But tell me more about your thoughts on that because
1: not a lot of people talk about Love Alarm. Um, I just think it's, I love, I love Love Alarm (laughs) Um, because it's very interesting and it feels very relevant in like the time that we live in, especially with everyone kind of attached to their phones. Mm -hmm. It's very different in retrospect to Goblin where Grimm doesn't know how to operate a phone. That's
0: a funny scene. I love that scene.
1: I love everything that he says throughout the entire show. I just, like everything. Um, But like how everybody is very into, you know, how social media is, they need likes, they need, you know, comments, followers, and like everything else. And like Love Alarm is very eye-opening because it's an app about, you know, who within, you know, 10 meters of you likes you or loves you, but how they, it becomes like a thing that you collect where, you know, you have to have more than one person, Mm -hmm. you know, like you or love you or whatever. And to me, I'm like, that feels very damaging Mm -hmm. in the sense that like how people believe that, you know, social media is like the end all be all where, you know, likes and comments are great, but it's the few likes and the few comments that you get that, you know, offer value, whether it's like, hey, you know, I really loved this post or, hey, I really, you know, the the complimentary ones versus, Mm -hmm. you know, the the ones that are... Yeah, exactly. The trolley ones that aren't great for you. Um, And so Love Alarm to me was just very eye opening um, and made me kind of take a step back uh, for my social media and kind of made me reanalyze like how I share and what I share. Like now, if you look at my feed, it's very like uh, more personable um, and very targeted for my writing, but Mm -hmm. blended in kind of my personality as well, because that's the part of me that I want people to see. I don't just want people to, you know, here's a photo of what I ate today or here's yeah. a photo, of whatever. I don't want, just want to be posting for the sakes of those like likes and comments or whatever.
0: Well, first of all, I love that you said that because you're right in this day and age, it is about, it's so funny. It is about followers and likes. And, and sometimes I do, and you're right. And, and I, I sometimes work with clients that actually get stuck on one or two toxic comments when they actually have maybe ten or more good comments, but those one or two toxic comments can be very damaging, like you said. So I really want to talk about this, and then we'll wrap up because I really like that you shared this. I think this is like a life lesson. I never i I love that you taught me. About, I love Love Alarm. I, I liked number two, but I saw it as you're right. Uh, to me, I got worried a little bit about the suicidal themes in it, which can be a part of social media. But you reminded me of, I guess, being authentic or showing your your own self or your best self, but not your best self as a fake self, right? Just who you want people to um, know about yourself. And how did you change your social media? Meaning what did you tend to post before or what was it to you before? And then what has shifted? It's more personal, but give me some examples. I'd love to hear it for our, our audience.
1: Gosh, I feel like I'm going to relate it back to another K-drama. Um, no, go so- ahead. And
0: by the way, what's the name of your Instagram handle so we could talk talk about this?
1: um kind of vogue. vogue-ish. Yeah,
0: I knew what it was but I wanted you to say it. kind of vogueish. which I like by the way how'd you come up with that name
1: um I just it felt because I have like a background in fashion or whatever and you know people think of vogue as fashion and so I'm kind of vogish where sometimes I try trendy stuff and other times I'm just like this is what you get for the day
0: <laughs> mm, no I love it and I thought of the vogue Madonna song
1: I'm like, oh, oh yes
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's how I was going to look like this but no go ahead so it comes back to a k-drama yeah
1: um so previously I felt like I was kind of like Imjigun in True Beauty where it was very like she gets all dolled up and then takes the cute selfies mm-hmm. um and I feel like they didn't do that a lot in the k-drama as well as they did in like the webtoon where it's like constantly she's posting you know mm-hmm oh, look at this cute, trendy spot I'm in. Oh, look at over here kind of stuff. I was very into that and very into like editing my photos and applying filters. And like, while yes, it was me, like stepping back, and like, okay, I have, you know, I have like eye wrinkles and I, you know, I'm not, <laughs> you know, yeah, like all of these different aspects to me. And sometimes, you know, I have, you know, a bad hair day or whatever. And so I felt like I wasn't being, like, true to who I was, and it was very, Mm. I don't know, methodical and planned, Um, which, you know, she was in True Beauty, where everything, you know, getting ready to go to makeup, she did not want anybody to see her real face, like, ever, and so once I, once I realized that through, like, all of my (laughs) K-trauma watchings, and just even following people within the industry, especially, like, um, actors and actresses, and, like, just this, fun stuff that they post like behind the scenes. Like it's not always super polished. I was like, yeah. if they can do it, I can do it because they are in the celebrity spotlight with millions of eyeballs on them and they have the confidence to show up however they are. I can do that. And so, That's so
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. So I wiped and archived everything that I had posted and started from scratch. And so it looks like, um, my Instagram is brand new, but it's not um, yeah. I just wanted um, all of the old out of the way to actually be authentic to who I was.
0: Oh my gosh. I really, really love that. And you're, you're actually reminding me of somebody who, um, I was I, it's a good friend of mine, but I admire her photos. Um, they're very filtered obviously, but filtered, not to the point of covering the real stuff up, just enhancing it. And then she's like, oh, you got to get this XYZ app, whatever it was. And I was like, huh. And I thought about getting the app. I forget one of the the apps that you have to purchase, right? It's still minimal cost. But I was like, should I get the app? But you know what? I don't think I will get the app. You're just reminding me. We have tons of filters on our phones anyway, just to like fix the lighting. But this was to like really fix things up. And I was like, that's not real. You know, that I would be kind of enhancing things for the sake of enhancing things. So thanks. Thanks for that accountability. <laughs> I forget the name of the app though, but it's one of those latest Facebook apps that you can do all this cool stuff. Wow. And you actually deleted. Wow. Cause I think, did I meet you after that then? Cause from what I see is what I see is you, but I guess, yeah. yeah. Wow. So thanks for sharing that and folks listening, love alarm. Yeah. Teaching us about social media and being real, I guess, being your true self. So that said on a final note, is there a specific K-drama that you, when you, when, or if you do tell people about K-dramas, um, is there when you go try, do you say, oh, you gotta go to this one first, or I suggest you watch this to get started into K-drama? Do you do any of that?
1: Um, I, I- I d- attempt to depending on like what their their genre is, um, and I usually yeah. revert to like Netflix because I feel like everybody has Netflix,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is great because there's a lot of good K dramas on there. So yeah. you know if they are into like romance, I'm always crash landing on you because you can't just not. Um, yeah. I've actually yeah, got a lot of um, guy friends into K dramas through Squid Game just because it's very gritty and dark yeah. and
0: Pretty dark and there's action and killing and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah totally all of the things and so that it's easy to get guys in through like that route um and then you know I would totally uh try like Goblin or even like True Beauty if they were on Netflix um,
0: yeah though I have a feeling they'll eventually be for a while Goblin no Goblin was never on Netflix sorry but yeah um no that's good oh, I love it that you have different ones that you is there like a particular when people want not romance and and it's not action like squid game do you have like another K drama that you offer
1: oh gosh um that's a difficult one because I usually like ride the fine line between both um yeah, me too what was what was the other one Nope. I was like, there's another one. There has to be, there has to be. Uh, I mean,
0: I, mean I, I put you on the spot. Sometimes it's hard. People are like, oh my gosh, how do I think of the K-drama? Because we watch so many, but it may come yeah. to you. But yeah, I, um, someone actually said to me recently, actually, they were like, Jeannie. So the ones you mentioned recently, I think I was talking to them and, and they were like, they're all love stories. I'm like, they are, you know how you don't notice <laughs> that they're all love stories. Cause it's the trope, right? The common trope. And I was like, oh, they're, she's like, do you have one that's not a love story aside from Squid Game and like the like the harsher ones, she wasn't want to watch. She didn't, but she didn't want to watch all lovey-dovey. And I had a hard time. I was like, um, "Hmm, okay, no love story." <laughs> then I was like, "Navalera," and then, but then she already watched that. And so it's hard to think about those, right? You always it is. It's so hard. Story. I was like, you can't avoid them. It's K drama. That's what they do. But I guess you and I are kind of stumped because I was like, "What is another one?" Dear my friends is one. That's not so much of a love story per se, but it's about um, the elderly. But that said, any last words for K-pop K-drama fans out there that you want to share? That's pressing on you.
1: Um, gosh, don't be afraid to try something new. Um, I was stuck in just very rom-com oriented. Um, but you know, find an actor that you like. Um, like and so he when she came out and nevertheless like loves that and then following up that with my name like mm-hmm. showing her duality and stuff like that where she can oh, go right. from um like naive soft girl to like total awesome strong confident (laughs) yeah badass I didn't know if I could say (laughs) yeah Yeah,
0: no yeah just say it. yeah I was I was shocked too because I did not like her nevertheless I was like so annoying I get annoyed but then I'm like oh my gosh she's so cool in my name but and that's my name is not my type of drama like but I was I wanted to watch it right that's super cool that you said so try something new actually I didn't even ask you this who is your favorite do you have a favorite k-drama actor
1: Oh gosh, I have a lot. Um, That's I would true. say right now. Um, oh, uh, oh gosh. Uh, we hate June, just because. Oh yeah, of course. Uh huh,
0: of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then
1: not because of Squid Game, but okay. because of like, um, I loved him in Romance is a bonus. That is a bonus
0: book. book. I I noticed him then too, and I really was like, he's cute. Who is this guy? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm really loving
1: him in Bad and Crazy.
0: Okay. So I'm not, I have not started bad and crazy and singles. Speaking of which bad and crazy and the latest cage on me, you're watching was also singles Inferno where you finished that.
1: Um, I just finished it.
0: Okay. So tell me your thoughts on singles Inferno.
1: Um, I was a little reluctant to watch a reality show if I'm being honest. Um, because I've been obviously as in in the U S we have a lot of reality shows and they're all a little not great (laughs) if I'm being honest. And so I was like, I don't know what to prepare myself because I know with us reality shows, they're very smutty, like from the get-go. And I was like, I brought in my K drama knowledge where I was like, they're not, how is this going to work? Like, they're not just going to like throw smut at me. Right. Like I'm not prepared. for Yes, totally. I really, I liked it where the, I guess the depth of each person that was cast was very, they're, they were different than what I thought were you, you they tell you who they are like obviously they have to go to paradise for you to like learn their age and what they do in real life but but I loved that because you kind of got to know who they are as people outside of you know their age or what they do and some of them have like real depth and they're very like interesting and cool and um, it was just really fun to watch and just how I don't know, just mm-hmm. love from a different perspective and how dating works um, and their, the mindset And the mindset's you know, different
0: in Korea than here. I think you could see that difference. I haven't finished it since I started later because I was resisting it, but
1: <laughs> it's very PG.
0: It is, know? it's so
1: PG, but it's so it's It's refreshing though. Like I didn't want- I don't know I didn't I was
0: I was scared of that too I was like oh singles inferno the name itself I was like oh
1: no you know (laughs) yes but I do appreciate the the games that they had them play where you could see the guys and even that was shocking where I especially the guys and the girls when they would compete I'd be like oh this guy is gonna win like in my mind or this girl's gonna win
0: nope (laughs) nope I know and Koreans are really good with games I will say like sometimes I'll be like these are pretty cool games you know they okay, are that. the yeah. last
1: game, the, the I think it was episode seven or eight, okay, whichever one was the last game that the guys time. play, you're uh-huh. going to be very surprised. Like uh-huh. okay. when I was watching it, I, I was certain that it was going to go this way. And these guys were going to get knocked out and no, yeah. it went the completely opposite direction. I was like, wow, you are so competitive <laughs> and they didn't come off as being very competitive at all.
0: Yeah. That's the Korean way. No, I'm kidding. No, I, you know, they, I'm like, I'm generalizing, but you know how you can keep that stoic presence, but then you're really like, really full of expression. I'm just being very stereotypical, but no, that's cool. I'm really, no, I'm very, I'm very excited that this show did well. And um, it's not going to be like American shows because it's Korean culture. So I guess we should be good on, that. I mean, I think that's so funny. You sound so loyal to the K-dramas, and you know, protecting what we know of the themes yes
1: well that's what I wanted to I was like I don't I don't eight days like I don't know it just I just felt like it could go real bad real fast especially if it was here where like I don't know if you've seen like the the K drama memes where it's like you know in America they're you know doing xyz already in episode one where episode eight they're finally holding hands or they're kissing
0: (laughs) oh totally or even yeah and or we finally get the kiss in did you see the red sleeve Yes. Okay. Yeah. So finally, oh I mean, I was like dying going where, where's the kiss episode eight <laughs> happened, you know, and it was much later, but still, I think it's, um, that's what we get in K-Drama. We know the tropes, but no, I appreciate this. This was so much fun talking to you. So excited that you're, you got into writing too on being blog and I can't wait to just read more of your stuff and also check out your Instagram. And I'm going to just talk about how you basically, um, change, you know, change things from love alarm. I think that's super great lesson. So thank you for sharing that and teaching. Well, thank you. you. Thanks for joining me, Rachel. And we'll keep in touch.
1: See you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.